Hello and welcome to a video game odyssey. I'm your host, Fergus Pearson, and today I'll be reviewing Dragon Quest VIII Journey of the Cursed King. Dragon Quest VIII Journey of the Cursed King is a traditional turn-based Japanese role-playing game developed by Level 5 and released in 2006 for the PlayStation 2. Players take control of a band of four heroes who move from town to town completing small tasks while pursuing the game's main antagonist. Dragon Quest VIII's difficulty is pitched at advanced or determined players, and a regular playthrough likely takes around 80 hours. Put simply, Dragon Quest VIII is designed as a celebration of 8- and 16-bit role-playing games. The advancement in technology since the early 1990s has not particularly informed the game's core mechanics, but instead worked to embellish its antiquated ideas. Dragon Quest VIII makes an admirable effort to boil down the RPG genre into its bare essentials without adding any novelties or gimmicks to distract from Level 5's incredibly focused vision. However, while this may send off alarm bells that Dragon Quest VIII is only targeted for the initiated, extended time with the game will convince most players of the opposite. While many games in the genre have alienated their audiences through finding complexity of design, Level 5 have pursued elegance of design. This gracefulness is exemplified through every facet of Dragon Quest VIII and makes it both rewarding to veterans and newcomers to the genre. The narrative is easy to follow, leaning heavily on fantasy and fairy tale tropes. A jester has invaded a sacred kingdom, cursing all its inhabitants, minus a young soldier who is miraculously left unscathed. While this may sound like humble beginnings for an unfurling, ambitious tale of loss and redemption, the fact is that Dragon Quest VIII never really gets more involved than this. Sure, matters do slowly escalate, and new threads of plot are untangled, but they are trickled out with a notable lack of fanfare. Level 5 are less invested in creating their own lore than they are about using narrative as a vehicle for character development and a nifty excuse to explore new locations. Speaking of which, each new environment in the game adds to its subtle narrative, with towns, castles and an expansive 3D rendered open world fully realised through a vibrant and charming cell shaded art style. player controls the unassuming, unarmed and mysteriously unharmed soldier of the now fallen kingdom. Our hero is accompanied in battle by Yangus, a portly axe-wielding lout, and in non-combat scenarios by a former king and princess who have since been transformed into a repulsive-looking green goblin and a white-coated horse respectively. While two new combatants do join the party several hours into the adventure, early on the band of travellers have an almost sitcom-like dynamic to them. With Yangus's uncouth antics ruffling the feathers of the priggish king turned goblin, while the silent protagonist amicably fulfills the role of straight man. Better still, these routines hit their mark because of the stellar performances of the entirely British vocal cast and the immense care given to the localisation. Yangus speaks with a thick Cockney accent, miscellaneous villagers speak through text boxes that convey a sense of social class and dialect, while idioms and common British vernacular are used to naturalise what could have in less capable hands, being a stale script. While the number of fully voiced scenes are less generous than, say, Final Fantasy X, 
The deliveries are so memorable that they create instant connections with the game's varied and colourful cast. This conciseness through humour and personality is also mirrored in Dragon Quest VIII's enemy designs. Working from a largely unchanged roster of monsters first conceived by famed artist Akira Toriyama in 1986, these critters have been lovingly translated from 2D sprites into smooth and expressive 3D cel-shaded models. Each monster has its own sense of presence and are drawn and animated in such a way that even the most formidable beasts have an innocence and softness to their disposition. In fact, Players may even feel sorry for the cuter foes, as the weight of the player's blow is felt when the monster flinches upon being hit and falls dramatically when fainting. It is a good thing such efforts were placed into realising these monsters then, as so much of the game's runtime is spent battling them. Dragon Quest VIII keeps things streamlined, and the player controls when each member of the party should attack, defend, use magic or psych up their energy, ready to expel to greater effect in their next turn. Battles are initiated randomly while exploring hostile environments, and commands are performed swiftly with little menu navigation. Experience gained in battle will level up a set of predetermined stats, though the player does have a bit of influence in how their party develop. Upon levelling up a member of the team, the player is asked to assign points to one of six skills, ranging from increasing proficiency with staves or axes, to more personal qualities like boosting charisma or courage, with each stat boost providing permanent stat perks, or special battle commands. While this comparatively low level of customization lessens the agency the player has over how their party evolves and experimentation of using different party dynamics is severely limited, it does mean that little time is wasted staring at menus and skill trees. Similarly, by reducing the control a player has over their party, level 5 has gained a much greater purchase over their difficulty curve. Dragon Quest VIII remains challenging throughout for players of all skill levels, both by not allowing fastidious players to exploit certain party setups, and by not punishing more easygoing players for not examining every aspect of combat. This level of control bears fruit in the game's infrequent boss encounters. Dragon Quest VIII never resorts to a battle of attrition, because each boss has a personalised moveset that puts pressure on certain aspects of the player's party, often asking for a more tactical and thoughtful approach to standout battles. It should be noted, however, that the nature of these battles can often lead to trial and error, and, in several instances, the game purposefully jumps in difficulty, requiring the player to do some grinding in a less desirable throwback to RPGs of yore. In a similar vein, the game takes a very stern approach to its economy. Each new town matches its distinctive tone and aesthetic with a unique set of equipment to buy. However, prices throughout the land are steep, and even with grinding, purchasing a new sword or helmet carries with it a palpable weight of responsibility, as the team are now likely to not have enough money to buy new equipments for several hours after. While this approach to the game's economy echoes the need for control found elsewhere in the game, an alchemy system introduced partway through the story threatens the game's balance. Items bought or found in the field 
can be placed in an alchemy pot in hopes that they meld together and form a new, more efficient item. Thus simple at first, combining potions to create super potions, new recipes found during exploration can ask for obscure ingredients that, if acquired, can boost a member's stats dramatically. Unfortunately, this then condemns those not lucky enough or willing enough to forage for such ingredients, and also means that purse strings are tightened further as all manner of loot is hoarded instead of sold on, in hopes that they may hold a secret use in the alchemy pot. Aside from that, Dragon Quest VIII is a very tight, fine-tuned package. The limited personalization granted to players to develop their own team may lose some admirers, and as the game ticks on, the minimal amount of agency and experimentation can result in a lack of engagement with the game's combat mechanics. Then again, Dragon Quest VIII is not striving for complexity, but rather elegance through control and balance. In that regard, Dragon Quest VIII is a success, as aspects of the game's cel-shaded visuals, orchestral music, fine-tuned battle system, and straightforward plot all adhere to a philosophy of refined simplicity and accessibility. Add in the resoundingly accomplished localization, and Dragon Quest VIII is a very easy game to become enraptured with. While most contemporary RPGs try and hook players with deep mechanics and convoluted plot strands, Dragon Quest VIII encapsulates the genre's more modest beginnings, where an adventuring is its own reward. Dragon Quest VIII Journey of the Cursed King gets an 8 out of 10. An 8 represents a game that I would strongly recommend to fans of the genre or series. The game also holds a level of quality that I would even lightly recommend this game to non-fans of the genre or series. This has been Fergus Pearson for a Video Game Odyssey. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to either subscribe or review on iTunes, like, comment or subscribe on YouTube, or leave me a message or follow on Twitter and SoundCloud. Anything you can do to support the show will be a huge help. Any feedback or follows will help the show grow and allow it to reach new listeners. Thank you.